This very day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the dead bodies to the Philistine army this very day, to the birds of the air, to the wild animals of the earth, so that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not save by sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you unto our hand. When the Philistines drew nearer to meet David, David ran toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in his bag, took out a stone, slung it, and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. The word of the Lord.
it's something that's larger than any one of us. One of those societal or global ills that, frankly, if you're like me, sometimes it wakes you up at night. And I think about the rise of nationalism in this world. I think about ethnic hostility that goes on rather than all of us seeking the common good for one another. I think about communities around this country and around the world where the economy has left them behind and despair has taken hold. I think about those who are escaping war and violence those who are refugees and those who are trapped because of the war, the discord, the violence that surrounds them. Think about it on the streets of our cities. Think about it on our borders. I think about those quiet scourges that exist in all kinds of communities, quiet scourges of addiction or depression that are there very quietly until suddenly they burst into sight and sparkle us all. And I think about that chaos that surrounds us, that sends us reeling and walking, and sometimes I think, God, where are you? Lord, don't you even care? Do you ever feel that way? Even those of us who, let's face it, we're all sitting here in church this morning. We came here seeking God because we know God is there. We know God is there because in our times of joy, in our times of peace, I suspect you like me have sensed that presence of God, and yet, even the most faithful among us will find those times of darkness happening in our lives where we ask, Lord, where are you? Don't you care? Sometimes the image is just that God sleep on the job. Back on that cushion at the back of the boat, not caring about the storm that's raging around us or within us. Sometimes the image is that God is just too remote to know what's going on in my life or our life. Maybe at its worst, at its worst. says, I really don't care. Do you? 
carry both those joys and those terrors within us. St. Macarius said in one of his homilies, the heart is but a small vessel, and yet dragons and lions are there, and there poisonous creatures and all the treasures of wickedness, rough, uneven places are there, and gaping chasms. There likewise is God. There are the angels. Their life and the kingdom, their light and the apostles, the heavenly cities, and the treasures of grace. All things are there in that small vessel of our hearts. And in that sense, all of us are in the same boat. And at that lecture was the first draft 
young man's gym, which a couple of years later, after a few more drafts, became letter to a man in the fire. He thought long and hard about what he could say to this person who felt so abandoned by God. And if you go and you read that book, you'll read any number of different ways that he tries to respond to Jim. But one of the stories that he tells is of an 87-year-old woman who wrote to him who herself was facing a long series of tests that were leading up to a very serious surgery that she was going to have. And she wrote to Reverend Spice about her vision. Her vision was this. She wrote, I went out along the Galilee Hills and came to a crowd gathered around a man. And I stood on the outskirts intending to listen. But he looked over the crowd at me and then said, What do you want? And I said, Could you send someone to come with me and help me stand up after the test? Because I can't manage it alone. In her vision, Jesus thought for a moment, and then he said, How would it be if I can? How would it be if Jesus came with us? That, my friends, is at the heart of the faith that we have. God in Jesus has come into our human condition. All of its joys, all of its challenges, all of its triumphs, and all of its defeats. How would it be if Jesus came? Because he did, you know. He did come. And it matters that he came. It matters that he was born a child in poverty. It matters that he and his parents had to escape as refugees into Egypt to escape a cruel government. It matters that he healed and he welcomed those who others would have given up on or kept on the margins. It matters that he forgave when others would have condemned. It matters that he lived faithfully right up until his death. So that rather than letting us all fend for ourselves, that he would bear even our worst sins. It matters that he died for us. It matters that God raised him so that we would know that nothing Nothing whatsoever can separate us from the love of God. How would it be if Jesus came?
the French philosopher and mystic Simone Bay lived a short and painful life. She fought in the Spanish Civil War and then she was part of the resistance for the French in World War II. And in the midst of that, she suffered from one health crisis to another, which caused her tremendous pain. But along that way, that painful way, both within and in the society around her, she came to embrace the faith of Jesus. And one of the things she used to do whenever she was in a moment of crisis was to meditate on the law of God. One of her favorite ways of doing that was one of the poems of George Herbert, the English priest and poet who wrote about God's love. And in her book, Waiting for God, she recalls a time when she was stricken with a vicious headache and how she began to pray that poem about God's love. And in that moment, she had a mystical experience. She writes, it was during one of these recitations that Christ himself came down and took possession of me. I have never foreseen the possibility of a real contact, person to person, here below, between a human being and God. Moreover, in this sudden possession of me by Christ, neither my senses nor my imagination had any part. I only felt in the midst of my suffering the presence of a love. How would it be in Jesus' name? I'll tell you something. I have never been much of a mystic. It's just not in me. Rare have been those times of a sense of the ecstatic presence of God. I don't know that I have ever felt possessed by the holy and the way that Simone Bay did. I'll tell you what I do know over and over and over again is the presence of God, the presence of the Holy, mediated by others to me. And I hope and pray once in a while I be to others. It is in that human to human contact, that response one to another, both in joy and in trouble, that I have come to experience the Holy over and over and over again. And I believe that at its heart, that is what the faith of Jesus is about. Reminding one another that God does care and care without measure because God loves us beyond measure. Sometimes I think we just want God to give us a few stones that we can hurl to take care of all those enemies. Bring out your slingshots, folks. But in fact, 
God gives us other weapons to show that love to one another. Paul wrote about it in the reading that we heard today from his second letter to the Corinthians. Here are the weapons. Purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, holiness of spirit, genuine love, truthful speech, and knowing the power of God behind that. Those, Paul says, are the weapons of righteousness that we bear. Those are the gifts that we can carry to one another. And those are the gifts that we can receive ourselves. What does that look like in your life? What does that look like in the common life of Trinity Church in Hungary? What is God calling you to do and say when you hear someone say, Lord, don't you want there? God, I just can't find you right now. Week after week, we come here seeking and knowing the presence of God because we know God cares. We know that God is the embodiment of God. We come here to be nourished by God's Word and fed by the body and blood of Jesus. Then, we call the government and express that love and care that deep down we know
Welcome up. It's Christ's love. He gave himself for us. 
the primal elements he brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation. But we turn against you and betrayed your trust, and we turned against one another. Again and again you call us to return to your prophets and sages, you revealed your righteous law. And in the fullness of time, you sent your only son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and to peace. And therefore we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope, to proclaim with them your glory in their unending. Yeah. 
commend you for bearing these holy gifts, that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We who are many of one body, because we all share one bread. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your heart and mind in the knowledge and love of God, and of God's Son, Jesus Christ, and the blessing of God Almighty.